0: I'll just pin this comment. Okay. I
1: guess it's this one.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll show myself. Okay. So uh, okay, let's. we have some viewers. Um, please uh, help uh, help us uh, share and uh, spread the good news of uh, budget ten on the powerful comics man podcast (laughs) Uh, finally we uh we got we got to do this and uh we've been i've been um wanting to have this live on in the studio um but uh we are live now over facebook messenger and uh, over the internet
2: with uh, budget
0: in uh Oh,
1: uh, wh- wh- what country are you in again? <laughs> Sorry, <didn't> Belgium. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm uh, very close. I'm not even close. I have no idea where Belgium is. I'm in Denmark. Ah, Denmark. Oh, I, 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 I
0: bakit yeah. Belgium? Yung naka-akala ako? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Parang well, I always yeah. say Belgium. Parang uh, I, I said to my wife, he's in Belgium. Ni pala Denmark pala. <laughs> yes. I've been thinking about this budget because it's in Belgium, you
1: All right. All right. Let's see if uh, more people jump in. Okay. There you go. Um
0: just uh, I'm just going to post uh, post to the comics group, guys. Let everyone know that the uh, budget is uh, he, uh, he's uh He's ready to, uh, to uh, get, um, tell stories about uh, what he's doing and uh, what easy. he's done and uh, future plans. And uh, uh, basta ask away. Kwaneman yung mga, to itadang sa kanya? One of my dream guests. We've
1: <laughs> uh, got a lot of
0: guests. Oh, pero I'm for, I'm for,
2: I'm
1: for,
0: oh. uh, uh, parang, ano talaga, no, no BS, talagang, uh, you are really one of my dream guests, parang di pwedeng, ano, parang, parang magkukulang ang, uh, podcast if, uh, hindi kita magge-guest dito.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you,
0: thank
1: you. Okay, let's yes, go. great to finally have a chance to, uh.
0: Yeah. Uh to we'll continue. Yes, the, yes. yes, we'll we'll continue the discussion. let's just go to OBB now, okay? Um but first pala, this show is brought to you by Mutual Lux Cakes. Uh check out uh Mutual Lux Cakes on Instagram at hello.miuccia. That's uh at H-E-L-L-O dot M-I-U-C-C-I-A, Miucha and uh we do we have uh, donuts we have cookies we have uh, wedding cakes and they're all vegan so uh, pe- vegan pero i promise you walang sinabi yung hindi vegan this is the best cake available in the philippines <laughs> i'm biased but it's true uh so yun <laughs> um so let's go to the obb budget Tan on the powerful comics man podcast
2: Oops. <laughs> no <laughs> whoops <laughs> take two take
0: two. <laughs> Oh, Miko Sawayan what's up Miko Sawayan the powerful Miko Sawayan tomorrow Nabangan si Miko Sawayan Mr. The Most Elegant Man in Comics
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mick Me- Tabs yeah. Nick Tabs, uh, Dorinda, Guevara Calibara good, good evening to you as well And to everyone else who's watching Welcome, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Powerful Comics Man podcast. Yo, what's up? This is uh, Gerald Dorado, uh, and this is the Powerful Comics Man podcast. And tonight, uh, alam yon, the the podcasting gods has uh, smiled at me na napaka ano, e- from ear to ear because uh, I have uh, what like I said, Karina, one of my dream guests, Mister Budget. Uh, so uh (laughs) they can see you now (laughs) hello hello Hello,
1: everybody can you you hear me yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah they can um uh, we can hear you Okay. okay so uh like i said um uh just uh ask your questions help me out with the questions guys uh, and uh, I, of course, I do have my own questions, and uh, yeah, let's just uh, let's just start uh, with uh, how uh, how you are uh, holding up uh, there in uh, Denmark uh, with, with what's going on. So, uh, how are you How are you, budget?
1: Yep, we're uh, pretty good here. You know, thanks for asking. Um, it's uh, the we're also on a, our version of a lockdown and I think the, the government here started it uh, pretty early on or even our company uh, started uh, its own lockdown even though uh, it wasn't uh, enforced uh, so much at the beginning. Uh, so yeah, we've been uh, working from home uh, for, since last week, uh, no school. So my, uh, our son is enjoying uh, being at home all day.
0: Oh, is he going to and, school already?
1: Uh, he's going to uh, daycare, so oh, yeah. Okay. So at least uh, he gets to spend time, uh, you know, playing with other kids, and and he's learning. Yes, he's watching his videos now. He, oh, he's uh, he's a, better at speaking Danish, really, uh, compared to me. So. <laughs> yeah, so because we, him, we, we made him join uh, a regular school, uh, not the international school, so oh, uh, so yeah, he's, um, and all of the kids there speak Danish, so yeah, he immediately picked up the, the language,
2: oh, so cool. yeah,
1: so soon enough he will be our interpreter.
2: <laughs>
0: for, uh, stuff. Uh, so, to those who uh, don't know, then, well, I think there's very few of you, but uh, especially the fans of Budget. Um, uh, budget has moved to Denmark to work for LEGO, right? So, uh, yun yeah. uh, But then, but uh, then he, he's still uh, working on Trese. He's not left us, and alam yon. But na lang working on and uh, you just uh, yes. came up with, uh, with the latest book, right? Book 7? Yes. So, yes. Ang book 8? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we will make sure
1: that you don't have to wait five years for book
0: 8. <laughs> okay, so, um, so uh, let's get um, some things out of the way first. Because… Uh, um, I've uh I've first heard about you, um I think when I first met uh the era, especially Jerry Jerry Langilan, uh, maybe we can talk about him yeah. later, uh, Jerry, right? <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, when yeah, I when, yeah when I when I met him and uh, that's when I found out about the local comic scene, the especially the. The independent, the mga ashcan pa, yung alamat, especially the legendary alamat, the alamat, people. So can you can you just uh, I don't know how many times you have told this story, but uh, can you just uh, um, paki kwento ng asamen, kung kung paano yon and how you started and all. Wow. okay.
1: <laughs> Sabi ko I'm siya magkuwento. <laughs> <laughs> Oh hi. Oh, point yeah. mm. if, if I get into too much detail and I completely forgot your question, just remind me what I was supposed to be answering in the first place.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> um,
1: so yeah, so where do I where do I start? Ah, that's a good question. Um, how did Alamat start? I guess. Um, I mean, it does feel like that. Uh, in the mid '90s, ni- around '92, '93. Uh, there, there was no that. I think that was the beginnings of the indie, you know, the indie scene as far as uh, local comics is concerned. Because even back in the '90s, that was the time, di ba? Meron pang Gasi, meron pang Atlas Comics no on. Yeah. Um, but that was around the time um, Sila Jerry started became part of Aster. Um, mm-hmm. So, of, was uh, uh, Alamat? Of, of you know, no, it wasn't, no, it wasn't. Oh, okay. But it was the first, it was the first comic book published in the US with an all Filipino creative team. Oh, okay. So, when that came out, that was like, you know, aside of course from seeing image, hearing hearing the story of image was like an eye opening thing for all of us back then. Na parang, uh, you know, it made us realize, I Hindi. Hindi mo kailangan you know, mag apply sa Marvel at DC para makagawa ka ng comics. So, when this when, uh, um, what do you call this, uh, the, the studio that created uh, Aster released Aster, so for us it was like okay. also uh, a moment where we said, pwede pala, you know, a, a team based in, in the Philippines can actually have their comic books come out um, in, in the US. Mm. Um so so maybe around that time you know me and my friends started to get together and we're we're the ones that put together comics 101 um and yeah we started to uh, meet the other comic book uh, uh creators uh if i were to backtrack a bit mm-hmm. so backtrack. <laughs> we have, don't worry we're, we're listening <laughs> to 1992 or maybe 1991, I can't remember. Uh, but the, around, uh, around that time, in the early 90s, um, I was invited to uh, uh, write or to script a comic book called uh, Lacan. So I don't know if you heard about that from Jerry. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and the beginnings of Lacan, I'm going to backtrack, we're going to travel back in time a couple of more years, Mm-hmm. It was the first first time Wills Portasho came to the Philippines, and Phil Bars held a contest, which was Make Your Own Mutant contest. Ah, okay. And uh, funnily enough, after Alamat met and we became friends, we realized that we were almost all of the members of Alamat were in that Make Your Own Mutant contest, pero hindi kami magkakakilala nun. <laughs> what, yeah. where,
0: so you joined the the contest. Were you drawing or were you writing?
1: No, my brother, my brother Brandy was the one that entered, uh, had an entry, so that's why we were there. Oh, but uh, okay. Jerry, Jerry had his own, you know, character there, uh, as well as uh, a bunch of, you know, oh yeah, I think almost all of the. Alamat guys, the guys who would eventually become Alamat had an entry in that contest. So what happened was, even though there was just one winner in that contest, they still organized all of the ones that got into the semifinals and essentially said, you know, you now have a group of, you now have some interesting characters make your own comic book. And out of that uh, group, they ended up creating a comic book originally called Kings and Queens. And then it got rewritten into Lacan. And then it got rewritten again. And I think it was around the third or fourth time that they said, we need a script writer for this comic book. Oh. So I heard about it and I applied. I sent them some some scripts, which they liked enough. So that was actually my first time uh, to meet Jerry and uh, some of the other guys, like Oliver Polubarit and John mm. Toledo. So it was for Lacan. Uh, Carlo Vergara was also there. Was he there? Am I, am I mixing things up? <laughs> uh, no, no, sorry. So, not yet. So, that, di- that was a different group. So, the Lacan group uh, was, was uh, you know, they had their script and we were trying to, to rewrite it and get it published. Around the same time, that was when Carlo Vergara and David Hontiveros and uh, their, their Barcada from La Salle published uh, Flashpoint through Sterling Publications. Right, mm-hmm. so again, it was like our first time to see this full-color comic book in the local comic book store, and we were all going, "Oh, we pala, pedyo pala tayo gumawa na nating, you know, comics." Um, and uh, eventually, um, what do you call this? Uh, Platinum Comics uh, hosted an event where they invited, uh, you know, everyone else that was creating comics at the time. And eventually, that's where we all... That's where I got to meet uh, a lot of the other guys uh, in that event. Uh, because the, the reason there was an event that time was Jay Lee came over. Jay Lee did an alternate cover for Aster, and okay. Platinum Comics held a, a signing event. So, so Jay Lee was the guest star. We yung tables aside. the side. And that's where we... You know, eventually that's where we got to meet everyone else. So soon after that J. Lee signing, Will Sportasha came back to the Philippines. Oh, yeah. And he heard about, I I think through Jerry, he heard about that there were all of these little comic book groups and individual studios that were making ash cans and were trying to make comics. Mm -hmm. So Will said, uh, can I meet with all of these guys? So... um, so, using landline at deeper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and snail mail. <laughs> oh,
1: and snail mail. Uh, the snail mail, correct, correct. Uh. We uh, asked people to meet up. Um, and, uh, and there was, you know, uh, funnily enough, there was like a big group that, that, that came together uh, and met with Wills. And that was when Wills, you know, gave us that wonderful piece of advice, which was essentially giving us the same advice that they did for Image. Mm
2: -hmm. And the
1: advice was, you are like 12 different groups. Instead of competing with one another, you should come together and help out each other. Um, And that's exactly what we did. And we met a couple of more times. And somebody suggested the name Alamat. Somebody came up with the Sun logo. um, And and eventually that became Alamat. That's uh,
0: yeah, the Legend of Alamat, wow, I <laughs> love it. But uh, well, this is a uh, comics history, um, and because uh, uh, comics is uh, th- this is parang yung bagong we can say siguro revival ng comics. Because this is parang the next chapter after the Golden Age of Pinoy comics and then the Silver Age and then um we all know what happened to uh, to the comics industry back then and then this is the the start of the of uh the independent uh, um initiative of uh individual creators to come up with their own uh, projects without uh, yes. the backing of a uh, a big uh, company right? so yes. and then um was this uh what was when was the the exact Time that you guys bonded and became friends, talaga, with uh, all of these uh, yung mga icons ng pinoy comics that we know right uh, now.
1: <laughs> I I think that there was an uh, after the first after you know alamat got organized and we said here's our name, here's our here's our logo, here's uh, our you know year one of of comic books that are gonna come out and let's coordinate piecing uh, uh, titles, we had weekly meetings, uh, so we always met where where we tried to meet up as regularly as possible, but it was in Robinson's Galleria, which is, of course, the first uh, the venue of our very first uh, exhibit.
0: Okay. Ah, yeah, uh, I, I've heard so about that,
1: that exhibit. hmm um, Jerry has some uh, really nice photos <laughs> <laughs> in his uh, blog somewhere uh, when we all had hair and we were thinner. <laughs> um, but there, so we, we used to meet, meet up in... Uh, ah, and it was also because that at that time, one of, the, uh, one of the founding members or one of the key members of, of Alamat uh, was, a com- was the comic book creator who owned the Platinum Comics. Um, hmm. So for a while we would meet up in his store. Siempre hindi kami kasha dun sa store nayon. So we oh, tried right. to find a place in Galleria, and eventually we found a place called Cyber Cafe, dahil usupan ng internet cafe.
0: Ah okay.
1: And uh, and then yon we ended that became the unofficial uh, studio or headquarters of Alamat uh, during the 90s. What were you doing
0: back then during those times? What were you uh, working? Uh, um, around that time, I think, uh,
1: or oh, around that time, around that time was when uh, uh, I was a freelance writer. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: okay, <yes.
0: laughs> he, he wants to join.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, hang on. Okay. Are you, are you, okay, he's ready to play. Yep, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Um, Yeah, so I was working in a radio station. I was working with Bo Guerrero, J.B. Tapia, uh, Mark Gatela, and Arnold Are. Um, And um, so I was a freelance writer. I worked at the radio station. I wrote for magazines. But the interesting bit about working in that radio station is that uh, we were assigned to create and write a radio show that talked about the paranormal. Oh, okay. So we were supposed to create, so they said, here's one hour, you fill it up with, you know, uh, create a talk show. Parang ganun pa yata yung unang uh, brief sa amin. Create a talk mm-hmm. show where you talk about ghost stories and ESP and, you know, paranormal stuff like that. But then we thought, you know, 60 minutes of just two guys talking, which is what's happening now, 60, <laughs> 60 minutes of just two guys talking might become boring really fast. So it was Mark Gatella who thought, okay, let's chop it up into four segments of uh, 15 minutes each, and then each segment will discuss a different avenue of the, of the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, So, uh, Bo Guerrero and J.B. Tapia talked about mythical monsters from Mm -hmm. around the world. Uh, There was a segment about witchcraft, Okay. and then there was a segment which was, I forgot the third one, but the first segment was uh, ghost stories, ghost stories set in the city, Mm -hmm. right? So, it was Mark Gatela who came up with that segment, and then Mark said, okay, here's the concept. It's uh, it's going to be like our version of Twilight Zone, and we're going to have a narrator who will always be the guy talking about, you know, tonight we're going to b- talk about the ghost in the film center. Okay. And then he said, and then he was inspired by the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt, right? Mm-hmm. So you have... Yeah. You know, and in the Crypt in Tales from the Crypt, the Crypt Keeper always introduces himself. He says, I am the Crypt Keeper and tonight people.
0: Ah, you know, okay. Here's our
1: ghost story, right? So Mark Gatello then said, and the name of our host is Anton Trese.
0: Oh yeah. People are getting excited. Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: um so so he came up with a name. Um he wrote the first couple of episodes and then eventually we took turns at writing the episodes and he actually uh, and since it was a small radio station we all took turns producing writing and being the voice of the show mm-hmm. so I was actually the voice of Anton Prese in the wow. show
2: wow okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that I um, didn't yeah. know that <laughs> yes yes so yeah really really uh, really really old trivia um, so so yeah I mean that was the time. I mean we were big fans of Stephen King we were fans of Twilight Zone of you know amazing stories by Spielberg, um, and I guess that's where we took inspiration from, and we just wanted to tell those kinds of stories, but set in 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 Manila, set mm. in the Philippines. Someone um, said,
0: can you can you do the voice? Can you do the voice of uh, how you how you voiced Anton Trese back then? Wow,
1: <laughs> I have I have no idea. I think I think I was just. I think I was just trying to do my best Rod Serling uh, imitation. So, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good evening and welcome to the world of the unknown. I am Anton Trese. And tonight, we will go down the dark avenues of Metro Manila and discover the secrets that don't want to be discovered. Oh, I don't. I I think I think Mark did a lot of uh, tweaking and fixing the audio <laughs> 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 to, make, to make it sound better and not sound like a muppet. It sound like a muppet. What, was it Was it live? Were you
0: doing it live or was it recorded? Uh ah, I
1: you're see. recording it. You were recording it on cassette tapes.
0: Oh really? Oh, so that's what was Okay, so uh, okay, let's continue the story. This is getting uh,
2: really. Um, nice.
1: <laughs> Actually, yeah. Actually, the uh, Bo Guerrero still has some of those tapes, and I don't know. We need to find a cassette player to begin with, and then we need to digitize them. So uh, let's see if we can uh, do that. Ah. Sometimes. Oh, no.
0: Were Were the stories that you uh, uh, that you uh, uh, used in the show were they uh, also uh, done in uh, in the comics? Trece. Or at least I
1: think a clo- I can't. I can't remember. Um, we made. We actually wrote 30 episodes uh, of that show. Okay. Uh, but the one episode I do remember, and that eventually inspired a longer story arc for Trese, is uh, book six. So one of the short story, one of the scripts I wrote was about how uh, when the streets of Manila get flooded, uh, you have this myrrh uh, creature, uh, Shokoi. Mm-hmm. You know, uses it as his hunting grounds uh, mm-hmm. because, yeah, nobody nobody can see. You know, when when the, when flood waters come up, it's murky and dark and dirty, so you don't get to see. So it was a, it was one of those really simple storylines about you know people disappearing in this particular street that always gets flooded. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that storyline stuck with me, and eventually I made it. Uh, what happened in book six? Which was I had an entire clan of of uh, Tagadagat as I renamed them. Yeah. Uh, Attack the city, right?
0: Well, um, the uh, let's go with let's go to Trece in Let's skip a little bit, or do you wanna <laughs> do you wanna continue with the? <laughs> well, well, basically we that's, that's,
1: that's it. it. I think that's what we'll eventually discover that all of these things interconnect. Uh, oh, but sure, man. I mean, let's let's roll with it.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so basically, you, you are um, telling us the history of uh, of uh, Trese itself. Um, well, were you able to? Because uh, did you know? Na parang were you able to tell that? Uh, I don't know. After after the after the the show got canceled, of course, <laughs> presumably, the right? So it got canceled, and then uh, um did you did you have any idea that uh, it's going to evolve into something uh, like uh, the thread that it is right now
1: no no um, yeah the, sh- the yeah the show got canceled because the radio station shut down because they had no more money
0: oh okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> um uh, but know the, uh, the so yeah after the show got canceled i think we got busy with alamat and we for some reason, I think we never, I, at that time, we didn't think of let's turn this Anton Trese character into a comic book character. We, we didn't really think of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because by that time, uh, we had started on Comics 101, which meant that uh, you know, me and Bo were working on Flying Phantom. Uh, we were working on uh, uh, me and my brother, uh, Brandy. Mm-hmm. Along with Mark Gatela, was working on a comic book uh, idea called Payaso. We, you know, we ended up creating, published one issue, and there was a second issue that never got published. <clears throat> uh, but actually, Payaso is another, one of those uh, uh, threads that connects to to Trece. So Payaso was all about a supernatural being obviously inspired by uh, Pennywise the Cloud because okay. me and my brother watched it on, on, on a VHS tape and it scared the living daylights out of us. Um, so we created this character called Payaso, which was a supernatural, chaotic being that preyed on uh, child abusers.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: and then one of the supporting... At, back, back then, the supporting cast was a detective a detective named uh, Michael Andara, and uh, when uh, Mark continued to develop the story, he made Andara the type of detective that also investigated uh, supernatural crime in in the city.
2: Okay. Um,
1: so so during you know the time Mark was developing this, uh, he was bouncing all of these ideas off of me, and I think. I think that idea of a detective, of an occult investigator, stuck mm-hmm. uh, with me, and um, yeah, I guess it was just one of those things that filtered down at the at the bottom of your, you know, your uh, uh, what do you call this? At the bottom of your brain, your your bottom mm-hmm. drawer of ideas, where you just throw stuff. Right? Uh, Warren Ellis calls it your compost heap. Every time you get an idea, you just
2: throw oh, it into the holy. compost.
1: And eventually, you know, it it will uh, it will mature, <laughs> and, uh, or like or like I don't know. And uh, eventually, all of this, these the right ideas will come filtering up. So yeah, so that was one of the things uh, that we were working on. We got busy with that. We thought that um, again, we were the worst. I was the worst business planner. Uh, so I thought uh, back then uh, that the trick was just make one issue and then the first issue mo, and then you would make enough money to print the second issue
0: oh okay
1: worst business plan in the world because of really? course, <laughs> that never happened right after one issue parang, Ay, and dami pa natin <laughs>
0: Well, I'm sure a lot of a lot of uh, new creators are doing that right now as as we speak and planning to do that so uh, so coming from you, so that's uh, you need a better plan <laughs> yes, yes, yes
1: and you know obviously the the guys that came after us got had a better plan. I mean, you know um, guys like, uh, uh, the guys who put together Culture Crash, of course,
0: yeah. was mm-hmm. the
1: one, uh, I would consider them the ones that broke the mold and showed us that you can do a regular series uh, and do it well. Uh, but yeah, so the running joke with Alamat back then was that we were the number one comic book company because we were number one that yeah. <laughs> uh, we okay. <laughs> how, how did release number two. How did it feel back then? How
0: did it feel back then? Because you you guys are like uh, Arnold Ari, ba? Uh Carlo Vergara, uh you Jerry Alangilan and um, many more. And uh right now you are uh, um you mga next generations parang hailed you as uh, I mean mga idols talaga eh, 'di ba? Uh e, e, um, including <laughs> the new myself, including of myself.
1: yeah uh. all about? <laughs>
0: Yeah, so <laughs> so uh how did it feel back then? Because um a lot of you persisted. Uh, parang uh Carlo is still churning up uh, Jasha and then uh, we know Arnold are and then uh Jerry until until uh, uh ba? And then you, yes. ba? And uh and then uh what's my question? <laughs> Basta, so, so 'di ba yeah, parang I mean, if- back Back then then, how did it how did it feel
1: we were we thought that we would be the next image comics we thought we would be the next jim lee that can sell eight million copies of a comic book oh
0: um so so, you were really dreaming big back then yeah
1: yeah it was uh, and at that time because uh, because suddenly and it, it did work the tactic did work you know by by telling people, take a look. Here are ten studios. Uh, you know, a lot of us were fresh grads. I think a lot of us were either uh, just came out of college. Some of us were still in school. Um, and and you know, to to the people outside, it was like, it was like yeah, it was like something brand new. Uh, you know, Of course, we got forever compared to the Wakasan comics and you know the Tagalog comics type and. And that uh, that the obviously the Western and Japanese influences were uh, oh, okay. obviously seen in the work that we do. So you know, so it felt at least from my point of view, we got you know we were invited a lot to uh, art events, um, and if you think about it, excuse me, that was also around the time uh, rock rock and roll. Was become you know was it was making a comeback in the 90s right yeah, yeah. So a lot of our events I don't know for better or for worse was held in Club Dread. We oh. had art exhibits in Club Dread. Uh, you know thanks to uh, Karen Kunovic and guy, uh, Hank Palenzuela, yeah. uh, who are still you know very active in the in the comic book geek scene uh, as you've seen, were the ones that invited us to, to Club Dread. And so I guess you know it was just a.
0: Uh, How did it, it feel just, that, when you uh, when you were when you uh, were doing shows in Club Dread?
1: Yeah, so so, so every feeling you mo rockstar kareno para or, parang, or parang, wow I'm part of the rock scene.
2: Right?
1: Uh, <laughs> I didn't so, know so, that. I
0: didn't know that. I just knew about the, the concert when Wills came over again, uh, the, the one in uh, Robinsons Manila. Yes. I was yes. there, I was there. Because it was a lot right? It was a lot of fun. So, lang, uh, suspended yung classes, tapos Correct. tapos sa get it. ako if <laughs> Or, Or, pumunta ako little kasi I saw the poster, i, I basta alam ko na meron, pero but ko alam na sinuerte ako bit of a little bit of a little bit of so uh, I got to see the concert. I didn't get to, uh, no, I didn't get to to uh, have anything signed because <laughs> I But I think Migo oh, no. was there, like, uh, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the artists right now who's uh, who's made it were there as well, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I
1: think I think that's a good example of how yeah, comics and the music scene, I guess. Back then, intersected a lot, right? Because it was the it was the it was something new. I guess mm-hmm. that's what that was the wave of newness that was coming into the scene, of of I guess pop culture at the time. We were so we were invited to uh, gigs at Dread. We were also invited to. Uh, did you ever hear about Consortium? So these were the rave parties that would happen in different locations every month. So mm-hmm. we also got invited to put up comic book art back then. So, I guess to to the people, to the organizers, you know, back then it was like, here's new art, here's a new kind of Pinoy comics art and stories, and you know, we should invite them and make them part of our, uh, you know, music scene as well. So it was fun. It was fun to be invited and be part of those uh, events and mm-hmm.
2: things.
0: That's awesome. I didn't know about that. Uh, na,
1: Anyway, so uh <laughs> pero yo, sayang problema lang 'no, party at gig lang kami, hindi yung <laughs> uh, <laughs> nga, no? well, there's
0: a lot of, there's a lot of things to talk about. parang nag, uh, Nag- so short circuit yung, yung uta sa mga questions uh, pero let's let's uh, let's focus on uh, 13, uh first right now diba so so uh, so the the seed had been planted uh, kubaga parang in installment pala dun uh, uh, yes. in an essence dun sa yung Trece parang uh, parang little bits of uh, parang ideas um, as uh, as you go through your career and then, uh, yes. when was the time that ah, it clicked, that uh, Trece is uh, created inside your head?
1: It was around um, 2000, 2002, and I only know that because I still have a copy of that script. Wow. So, 2002, I guess something came to mind, and I think that was around the time I was... Um, at that time, I was working for an ad agency, so I joined. <clears throat> I joined uh, Harrison Communications in 1999. Mm-hmm. And event, and you know, uh, as you might have heard from other people, working in an ad agency is a nine-to-five job, meaning you come in at nine in the morning and then you go home at five a.m. the next day. Dahil puro OT. so. So you know it was and and it was a you know it was a crazy time and it, it eventually it meant that I had less time to do comics. Um, so I think it was at that point when I had not written uh, a comic book for the longest time, and then I thought, okay, I want to. I just told myself I want to write one short story, just one story to, just so that I can write a story for myself and it's not something that I would go to my boss for approval or go to a client to get, you know, please approve my my storyline, right? Because that's okay. my life, day in, day out.
2: Okay. Um,
1: so 2002, I started a script, and um, the, the the what kicked it off was the image of the white lady of Balete Drive dead on Balete Drive. Oh,
0: okay. So I just
1: thought of what if somebody murdered... The White Lady of Baleta Drive. Oh man. And, okay. and I didn't know who, I didn't know how, uh, but I knew I needed an, an investigator. So I thought, um, I really like the name Anton Trese, you know, I will make him the investigator.
2: Mm-hmm. So on
1: the first draft of Trece, it was uh, he was Anton Trece and he was working for the NBI. Okay. So, obviously, I ripped off X-Files
0: <laughs> as
1: a box in the FBI. Okay. Um, and then I, I wrote it. I got to the middle of the story, and I didn't know how to finish it. And so, I abandoned the script. And then uh, one year later, uh, I, I have another draft in 2003 where I made him a tabloid reporter. Mm-hmm. But, again, I couldn't finish the script. I just couldn't. I just could never get to the ending. I didn't know how to end uh, the storyline.
0: Okay. I think
1: um, and then a, in,
0: how, ma- how long is the interval of these uh, breaks? I,
1: so a year. Uh, one year apart. Okay. So it was one year apart. And then uh, it was in 2005. So we're finally coming to the point where it gets created. <laughs> okay. After this very long storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 2005 was when... Uh, Kajo, who was working for the mother company of uh, our ad agency, he worked in the <coughs> so mm-hmm. he was like five buildings away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that, we, me and Kajo, had been working on like freelance comic book projects before. Okay. Um, so uh, Kajo texted me out of the blue. He just said, uh bunch. Gawat ng comics. I mean, Gawat ng monthly comics. I mean, I gave on ng 20-page script i in 20 days. That was was the deal. That was what he Mm -hmm. said. And my first reaction to him was, you know, it's impossible. We cannot do a monthly comic book. You know, we're both working in ad agencies, meaning we OT every day. You're You know, when do we have time to do this? Uh But he was the one who committed. He said, I will draw one page a day if you just give me the script. Um... So the the instead of coming up with a brand new script, I just looked into my old files, and then I found the old dresses script. Mm-hmm. So I sent him one just to test it. I sent mm-hmm. him one page, and I said, "Oh, here's one page. Draw this." Oh and in my one god! Hour, he like... came, in one hour, he came back with the finished drawing. Wow. So kasi because his niya every lunch break, dun siya mag draw.ing Oh. So sabi niya habang may sandwich door siya sa isang kamay, you're grabbing with the other hand.
0: Grab in the one Okay. Was <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> was it uh, was it, uh oh, dati traditional pa yon, no? Traditional pa talaga. Yes, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it
1: was, it was mm-hmm. drawn on bond paper. Oh. So okay. uh, I don't know if he kept that the original art. Uh but um so there. So when he snapped the page, "You you know, you know, this it can happen." So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I was looking at that page. It just felt like, um, and I was I was looking back at my other old. I it "It made me realize. Obviously, I was copying X Files, and obviously, I was copying Carl um, uh, Kolchak, The Night Stalker, which is a TV show about a reporter that okay. also okay. investigated the supernatural." Okay. And I said, um, so if I make him a tough guy fighting Aswang, then he's just like the other, you know, all of my other favorite characters, including John Constantine, right?
2: Okay. So I thought,
1: what have I not seen uh, being done, at least in a Philippine uh, setting as well? So I said, well, we haven't seen a tough female detective um, fight you know, supernatural enemies. Yeah. So I texted Kadjo and I said, uh, Oh, Kadjo, eh, kung we're going to kung it siya a woman, if it's not Anton 13, Alexandra 13 na lang siya And then sabi ni, immediately he like says, you know, cool, cool, okay. Yan. And Good call. And on the call. same page, he, sent, he
0: sends <laughs> me the sketch. Ah, so niya? Did he revise the, yeah. the, the page? Oh, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, so, see. and those are the sketches at the back of uh, book one.
0: Oh, oh the Ashcan, pa? Is
1: it? In uh, sorry, in the back of uh, the compiled book one.
0: Ah, I see,
1: Drive. Uh, so yeah, we put all of the original sketches. Um, so you can even see the original sketch when the Kambal was supposed to be a swan. Well,
0: uh, well, let's let's talk about Kajo, naman. Since walas na dito, no, pag <laughs> si Like kasi parang um of course. Uh, uh, Trece is uh, a collaboration. Uh, both of you guys are co-creators of uh, Trece, uh, you and uh, Kajo Baldissimo. And the uh, art niya and the way he approached the creativity that he, uh, that he poured into, crazy, uh, into creating the visuals and uh, the innovations that he did uh, in presenting the books... It's a uh, parang a huge part of uh, of talagang yung yung what what would you call it yung yung personality of the character and and uh, acar yung ramdam talaga of tres as a as a franchise right now, diba ba? It it is a uh, kung parang parang uh, so when uh, nung pumayag ka finally na okay gawin natin to how how much did the uh, did the uh, Kajo uh affect your vision to 13.
1: Um, he was uh, he he was the main uh, if I if if anything he was the main driver of 13. it mm. yung Uh for the next script. And then I think we had um, uh, taking a step back. There were before Trece, there was one story that he made. And eventually we we released it as a book called The Last Datu. And some people might have read that. We put it in, we, re- we released it as an ash can, and it was included in the Quintillion uh, Comics Anthology. But the last Datu was something he made. He drew the artwork, 24 pages, no words, and he sent it to me. And then he said, Budge, mo na kwento." So I saw the artwork, I said, ah, ang ganda nito, fantastic. So I then said, so Sino this lady? lalake, this monster? Sabi said, he said, hindi, bahala ka na.
0: Oh. Ikaw bahala kung buwan ng ka ng character so sheet.
1: Oo, oh, pero tapos yung kwento. asin may kita mo, oh. may kwento siya talaga. So, sabi niya, sabi niya, 50-50 tayo. Parang, ito parang, eto no yung artwork, ikaw bahala sa kwento. So, that's what I did. So, parang, it took me a couple of months to figure out, you know, what the heck is this story all about. I gave him the words, he put the word balloons in it, but we never got to publish it back then, but eventually we found a place to publish it. Point being was that that's how we approached working on Trese. It was 50-50. It was like, you know, I come up with a storyline, I give it to him, he mm-hmm. does the artwork, and more often than not, when I get back the art, parang, I, I rarely, rarely ask for any changes in the art. Oh,
2: okay. um,
1: although there are times when he would suddenly change parts of the script.
2: Uh, okay.
1: And then, and, uh, and when he does that, it actually opens up um, better storylines, I have to mm. say. So one of my favorite examples is that in the first issue of Trece, and again, remember, I thought me and Kajo would only be able to make one comic book.
2: Okay.
1: Parang that's it. Parang. So I I crammed a lot of information in that first issue. And one of which was, I already na the origin of Kambal. Oh, okay. Yep, so in the scene like Th- the that's Kambal a very,
0: those are very cool characters by the way. When I first saw the Kambal, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> these are very cool characters. Kumbaga parang ano eh, parang hindi lang sidekicks na like sidekicks that can really stand on their own and the characters it's the Basta, I'm sure a lot of uh, the guy the people watching would agree. <laughs>
1: Yep, and and again, you know, Kajo was the one that came up with with the design for for the Kambal, and that's what makes them so memorable. The mask mask was Kajo? Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. Awesome. So
1: he was the one who thought of that, you know. Uh, I just said, maybe they can be wearing theater masks, comedy (sighs) and tragedy. And then, but he, you know, he didn't follow the usual shape of the theater masks. Oh,
0: right? yeah. So
1: he used that diamond shape that is now the, the shape of the kambal masks. Um. Mm. So of the of the kambal masks. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yun. Uh, so, um, so yeah. So one of the things he did in the script was, when he brought back the pages, he removed all the captions from the origin of the kambal. So I asked him, Oh, Kaj, nakalimutan mo yata yung captions tungkol sa kambal. Sabi niya, hindi, tinanggal ko talaga, sabi ni Kajo. Sabi niya, Abi niya ang cool ng origin ng mga kambal. Gawin natin siya sa ibang issue. Oh. So sabi niya, oh, sige. Ko, that's, a, that's a good idea. Um. So, so, and what happened was, because we didn't explain who they were,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they became super mysterious. And yeah. the, read, the readers just kept asking,
0: Sino ba sila? Yeah. <laughs> exactly? Exactly. Ah, so, that was uh, so uh, in an essence, talaga well evidently pala. Uh talagang talagang collaboration ang tres eh between the two of you. That is uh kung ga the inputs are Are... talagang ha 50-50 and uh basta <laughs> and I think you guys are made to to create comics together talaga parang <laughs> yes, I, can, I cannot imagine tresse with uh, another artist na or at least to build up to this point diba from the beginning and uh and it also as uh, as the years go by you see the ano eh, the progression of uh, skills uh, sa uh, pa, pa ano eh pag yep. palupit ng palupit talaga eh, oh, yes. Yes, the yes, the yes. whose idea? I'm sure, i uh, I would guess it was uh, his idea to to make the the yung covers interlocking, yep. Right? Yep. And the,
1: yep yep. So after 1 I, <laughs> I only discovered it when he started to show me like the like book you know uh, cover for book three. <laughs> oh, <laughs> para bama, parang may pattern parado,
0: ah. parang nabubuu parang sya. So he didn't tell you that that was the plan. Oh man.
1: I think I only th- by book. Uh, when we start, when he came, when we came out with book yeah, four, that, I think was when mas talaga na kita mo na yung shape So
0: Yeah, and uh right now we are at the uh, book uh seven, so, so well, Nasa sa yeah. git uh, na ane na sa pangatlo pangatlong row de ba? Medal pa. Paano pag, paano yung book 10? <laughs> Gagawalit ng Let's <laughs> we'll to wait. We'll have to wait. <laughs> uh, 8 muna, 8 muna. May mga nag naga ano na nga may nga book. Let's try to read some questions from uh, from the from the viewers. Let's see. Yes, please. Wait, si Joey Fernandez na tanong kung ano yung club dread. And then hindi pala si Joey. Hindi <laughs> <laughs> pala si Joey, si Keith pala.
2: Right. Si right. Keith Bryan,
0: he's on Uh, nako dami na palang nagko-comment. Sorry, I wasn't uh, I, I'm trying to really uh, focus on the interview, guys. Uh, no problem. Yeah, so uh, but, uh, to those who are uh, monitoring the 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 comments, you can answer each other's questions if you know the answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah or we yeah. can uh, we can uh, uh, circle back and uh, uh, yeah. take a look at the questions later.
0: Hi to jo- to John Raymond Bungang Bumang Lag and Rebecca Ilo. I think uh, I always see her name in and uh, uh, I don't I don't know her personally <laughs> but I um, no. I'm guessing she's one of your biggest friends. Uh Mick Tabs <laughs> Boots, uh, Saren Luna, uh, Josh, see, oh you see Joshua. Um, BJ Ganayo, hi and uh, Andy Goyanko, Nico Valenzuela, Ian John, yes, Chris no. Milabo, uh Basa, Usual
2: suspects.
0: <laughs> usual Hello. suspects.
2: Hello.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I hope you're enjoying the the interview. And uh we're going to be staying for basta matagal-tagal pa siguro 'to, hindi pa nga natin natatapos yung <laughs> Pero okay, so um 13 Um, uh, maybe that's my one question sa isa pa sa about 13. So after since uh, the collage is uh, parang fit for 9 uh so parang naka-plan ba na 9 yung ano this uh kubaga parang, parang, at least parang I don't know maybe the first uh, volume and is it a volume no parang book 1 yung, yung well, nyo, diba? <laughs> book 1 book 2
2: diba?
1: so far so far the way we've been I mean we did compile the first three books and we called it the book of murders because all of the titles had murder in it mm mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, the the next three or the next uh three books are had midnight in the cover, so yes, eventually when it gets compiled it'll be called the Book of Midnight. So so yeah, maybe right now um there's a rough plan of where to take this. Uh but yeah, so it's more so the the grand plan is to do thirteen books. Right?
0: Oh on oh, nga, no. oh, nga thirteen. Hmm.
1: It kind of makes sense. <laughs> oh, nga,
0: no? And then uh, 13 ulit.
1: <laughs> well, definitely there are more. Uh, from the looks of it, we won't be able to cover uh, you know, a lot of Philippine myth and folklore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really fun to... Um, it's, it's so encouraging to see uh, guys like Jordan Clark, who runs Aswang Phenomenon or the Aswang Project, uh, and, and um and all of these other Facebook pages and and uh, websites that uh, you know constantly find uh, a new or like uh, show us that there are these myths and folk tales from their provinces. So yeah, I mean it would be great for Trece to somehow investigate uh, you know a lot of these uh, urban myths and and legends at one point or another. So. I mean, I'd always imagine that uh, Trese is your guide to, uh, you know, exploring all of these uh, scary stories and, you know, all of our legends in Mm -hmm. in a way. Uh, So, yeah, as much as we can, we'll we'll find a way to uh, have her guide us (laughs) into, (laughs) into the world of Philippine myth. So, uh, since you've
0: mentioned uh, uh, mythology, so why, why did you, uh, why, why Philippine mythology? Yung naging uh, parang you're parang you're really uh, a fan. Parang parang madami sa mga works mo. Even outside dress is uh, uh, Philippine mythology based. So, what about uh, Philippine mythology?
1: I guess it's always, I mean, it's something we grew up with. We grew up with these stories, uh, you know, from from grandparents, from relatives, from from friends. It's the usual takutan, and you know, at at pag out, iba ani mga to scare each uh, other. And I guess it's. It was a love for, and like I said, I love the stories of Stephen King and Twilight Zone. So I guess there is a, a love for telling uh, mystery stories and detective stories for that matter. Um, you know, I grew up reading Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I watched, you know, Sherlock Holmes movies growing up. Um and then, yeah, you know, became a fan of, of X-Files and, and uh, mystery movies. So, yeah, I think it was all of those things. And, of course, you know, a uh, big fan of Batman and a big fan of John Constantine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I think it was wanting to tell those kinds of stories, but to tell it using stuff that I know. And the closest stuff that I know would be the stuff we grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, you know, it could. It was tempting, you know, for a while it was like, it was uh, one of my, fa- well, I can't really say it was my super favorite game, but I had a lot of fun playing uh, uh, Vampire the Masquerade, uh, the role-playing game. Okay. Uh, and I only played one game. <laughs> oh, hey. I only played one game and our, our uh, games master was David Honteveros. But you know, I you know we of course before playing the game, I had to read up on the read up the manual. But it was interesting how they created a vampire society in that book. That mm-hmm. there were families, there were clans. You know, it felt like the mafia. It felt like so it had that mix of crime noir and the supernatural. Mm. So, pero nagawa na ng Vampire the Masquerade, which even had a TV show. Um, so, so yeah, it, you, there were all of these bits and pieces that I want types of stories I wanted to tell, and at the center of it was Philippine mythology and our urban legends. Yeah. So I so and which is something that and that going back to the radio program, that's what we wanted to do. Pero there, it was just stories. It was like a it was like a shotgun approach. There was nothing that tied. The stories together
2: mm-hmm.
1: so by having that central character of alexandra trece then that became the constant and became you know, your uh, she was the vehicle into the world she mm-hmm. was your guide into this version of manila where you know the, the supernatural and the uh the gods still exist
0: Oh, what, what is your favorite uh, fit, uh mythological creature you're <laughs> oh, fascinated. Wow. Uh, huh.
1: Funny, I can't think of a single one. The, the usual top five pops above my okay. head. Um, you know, like the Manananggal is the scariest because of that uh, Shake, Rattle and Roll movie.
0: Ah, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: the Tikbalang because of that uh, Dolphy movie where he turns into a Tikbalang. Ah, okay. Um, uh yeah, I guess, I mean, I don't know. It's uh um parang I, hindi ako I scared sa the...
0: parang hindi ako scared sa tikbalang. <laughs> parang yeah. parang feeling ko friend yung tikbalang ba? <laughs>
1: parang that's how I uh, how
0: I see it. <laughs> yes. ba? Unlike yung I did
1: get to read. I did get to read a really great uh short story about a tikbalang and I don't know if it ever got published. and Now I can't remember the title of it. But it was somebody, and if you, if you look back at it, uh, there were a lot of stories of the Tikbalang where the Tikbalang is actually um, uh, it's, it's a mischievous creature. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, it, uh, in, in stories of old, it, it drove you insane. It made you lose your way in the forest and it drove you insane. So there was one really good story that I got to read a couple of years ago uh, Vince Torres, I think, was the one who wrote it, uh, okay. and and that was and that he portrayed the Tikbala as a really scary creature in that story. So um, I'll, let me find let me find out if it ever got published online, and I'll share it with you guys.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs>
1: but you, you would rather you you'd, you'd want to hang out with the Tikbala?
0: Yeah, pa- well, at least that's what what the, uh, character design. Well, because it's a horse, eh, Parang it's a uh, it's uh, a gentle giant that's uh, how I uh, ganun yung ramdam niya sa akin unless you give yeah. it uh, siguro talagang flaming eyes and uh, uh parang close na villainous talagang ichura and uh parang it's uh he just looks like a friend unlike uh the aswang and the mana ng gal, talagang yeah. mukhang uh, <laughs> gusto ko talagang patayin ijurap palang nila <laughs>
2: yes 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 uh-huh.
0: Well, my, my favorite is the bakunawa. That is ah uh, really oh, my uh, uh, yes. bakunawa. That's uh What you... what is it about the bakunawa that that, uh, that
1: you like?
0: Well, it's uh it's uh for me. Well, it's uh it's just so badass. And uh, when I learned about the bakunawa, parang uh college now. I'm not not in college eh. I'm already working. I I was already I think in my late twenties what may ganito pala diba it's it wasn't uh, a yeah. uh, common knowledge uh, especially when i where i lived nung bata ako and yeah. uh I, I i was just flabbergasted that uh, it was uh, hardly used in uh, in uh, in popular media diba and yes. uh, diba? Yeah. and uh yung sa sa mga comics lang ngayon parang nagsisimulang noba so parang uh, what well, may, may dragon pala mga Pilipino, di ba? And that yes, was so, yes, th- yeah. that was uh, just so awesome to me. And uh, it's just, yung ibang mga dragons sa ibang Philippine, uh, sa ibang mythology around the world, you could argue that uh, Bakunawa is, uh, is the most badass, eh, di ba? Yeah,
2: Sigur- yeah. Di
0: ba? Kasi moon eater yun, eh, di ba? Parang, kaka- <laughs> parang kakasakayan yun, ni. Eh, dun sa, sa ahas, sa Norse mythology. Well, I yes, forget the, yes, di ba? parang pwede laba pwede yun eh, Yes, yes. Wow,
1: <laughs> so I'm forgetting. Midgard serpent. Uh, yeah, that's his that... name. I forgot.
0: And dami yung ano yun, ang yung letters.
1: Yes, Yep. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. But um, I haven't seen. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's really good that lately people have been using it in their storylines.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: yeah, I think, uh, well, maybe and a little bit biased. I think the most uh, fearsome, but I've seen so far is the one that Sila uh, Ian Santamaria and uh, Marvin Ignacio did for Skyworld. World. Yeah. Uh, which you know you they actually showed that scene where it attacked. Uh,
0: mm. uh,
1: it was on EDSA.
0: <laughs> oh, I saw that. I saw. Uh, I, ha- I have that book. Actually, yun pala Kaya gusto rin kitang ano, Gusto rin kitang pumunta dito sa studio para papa-sign ko lahat ng books ko kasi komple. <laughs>
1: Pero one day papasta
0: mangyayari ulit. <laughs> next
1: time. Next oh time yeah.
0: Um uh, so uh uh what else? What, may may tanong si eh, si uh si Rebecca. Hmm.
2: This,
0: this is this uh, is about uh Alexandra Reyes naman. Let me just find that. Meron akong nakita kanina eh. Uh wait, wait, wait. Uh where is that?
1: Thank you for staying up, everyone who's on that side of the world.
0: <laughs> oh nga. well they're talking about the Bakunawa. Uh uh-huh. I, I can't I can't find the the question about ayan, ayan, you said you said Alex has fallen in love before. How is this gonna affect Maliksi when he finds out?
1: <laughs> well well if he's a uh... If he's a really good guy, then uh, then it, it shouldn't matter to him. But I guess he needs to find out first happened to Alexandra in the ballet tree before <laughs> oh. uh, before he decides. So yeah. So let's see.
0: Hmm. <laughs> wala book. book seven. <laughs> ah okay
1: okay. Oh okay, okay. <laughs> No, but yeah, in uh, what do you call this? Yeah, I mean, obviously, in book three was our, where we established that uh, Treses spent three years in the realms of the Great Malete tree. and that's where yeah, she, yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. got her training. So, a lot can happen in three years.
0: Ooh. No, that, that's <laughs> what. That's another thing about you, eh? Parang you have, you have this way of ah uh, keeping the your audience hanging and uh interested in uh in uh about the story right? the, the to the point that they that uh they're already creating memes and uh fan theories yes. Uh, yes. are there uh any favorite fan theories that uh that that you have
1: <laughs> um if I pinpoint them, it might be giving away too much. But it always amazes me when they come really close to a future storyline that I'm planning.
2: Oh. So
1: when they come up with theories on this character or that character. so uh, But at the same time, I'm more blown away when they come up with something that I didn't think of. I mean, it's like when they said, oh, maybe this is what will happen to this character. So Ooh. it was like, oh wow! I didn't think of it that way. So mm. it you know it really goes to show that they put a lot of thought.
2: Oh my <laughs> They put a
1: lot of thought in these characters more than I have. Uh, <laughs> so how did, uh,
0: how does that feel? How does that feel as a writer, as a creator?
1: It it feels great, and it feels like I'm a sloppy, lazy writer. It's <laughs> when I like, oh yeah, that's I mean, uh, and of course, um, my favorite mistake is that I gave. Uh, um, uh, uh, treses mom two names because I didn't even bother to check my script from the last issue. Oh. So in one, book, in one book, she's called Miranda, and in the other book, she's called Melinda. So when somebody pointed out that to me, I said, well, actually, that's her full name, Mila- Miranda Melinda. So her <laughs> nickname, so her nickname <laughs> is M.M.
0: <laughs> Mama. Mama. Uh, has has any of these fan theories affected your your uh your next uh scripts? Did uh, uh, th- did it cause revisions or uh, mga ganoon? I don't uh,
1: I don't think so. Uh, not that I can you know pinpoint anything. I mean I don't think I'm I'm also not the type that would suddenly change it just because they guessed it. Because
2: oh. as far as
1: they know, they're still guessing. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, So, um, and again, like, for example, I mean, I guess the closest thing that got to a change was the the Kambal, for example. So, Mm -hmm. again, when we originally conceptualized the Kambal, they were supposed to be half-Aswang. And uh, that supposedly the Aswang clan, uh, you know, killed the Kambal's mother, and that's why the Kambal hate Aswang as well. Um, but eventually by the time we got to book three and there were all of these theories about the, the, the Kambal, I just thought of, that's when I just thought, what else could they be? Um, if they're not Aswang, what other type of you know mythical creature can they be? And that's when the idea for the Talag Busao came in and that's when I thought, okay, I'll, I'll merge those two storylines together and make them the children of the Talent Um okay. So, yeah, so it's stuff like that. But for lately, I don't think, I can't think of a specific one that I could say, you know, fans said this, therefore I wrote that. So, I don't think I've done that. Not so far. But I'm sure someone will point out, because, <laughs> because again, these, these wonderful people on the Tresse page. Will suddenly dig up a comment I said five years ago, and oh, suddenly repost it, and say, "Hey, you said this years ago," and it's like, <laughs> "Oh." I <can't> do
0: it. <laughs> well, that's a good—if uh, you can even call it a problem—it's—it's a, it's, a, its really fun. It's really fun, and uh, I'm sure, parang uh, that's a uh, a lot of a lot of uh, comics creators. Uh, I would say most uh, comic creators in the Philippines could only dream about that and uh so how parang may maganda ano I'll just uh, ask the previous question that I have um do you have uh, the you said 13 episodes right 13 books so do you have it plotted yes. already the the ending and uh, no. what's going to happen on ano
1: uh, ah, okay we know how it ends. We don't know what happens in the middle.
0: Ah, okay. But, but, but you, have a, you have a conclusion at least for this, uh, for this first 13. Oh. Yes. <laughs> uh, you hear that, guys? <laughs> okay,
1: actually, actually, actually Kadja already drew the last page. Oh
0: my god! Oh. Is that a scoop? is that a scoop for this podcast? <laughs> or do they have you said that yeah. before?
1: <laughs> no I d I don't think so.
2: Oh well, my it god. might
1: be the last page, but definitely that page will end up in the in the in book thirteen, so
2: Whoa.
0: Have you seen it? We'll see it. Yeah, he showed it to you. Oh Yeah, because you we were talking about
1: it. So we were a couple of years ago we were talking about what happens in book 13? And then he said, Oh, what about this? What about that? And then, uh, yeah, the next day he emails me the page. And it's so, yeah, it's in my files. So sometimes I look at it just to remember where am I going? Oh, <laughs> galing. Well, oh, it's, uh, it's really,
0: uh, parang, uh, I'm getting a lot from how you're describing your relationship uh, as co creators in this book. Uh, that's uh hmm I, I so to to the other creators who who are doing the same or trying to do the same that i i hope you are getting something from this interview <laughs> so
1: <laughs> i mean I, I think i think it differs per um yeah i mean i think per creative team it it really uh it differs, you know. I th- I think, and I think that's one of the lessons I picked up, or maybe me and Taja picked up working in an ad agency. I oh. think that was the, if anything, it's because in an ad agency you could be working. Usually, you are paired up as a copywriter and art director, so you work as a concept team. Um, sometimes you will be the concept team for a whole year, or sometimes you're only concept team for one project and then you get moved around. So you kind of start to learn how to, in effect, dance with your new partner. Mm -hmm. And some partners want to lead you in the dance, and some partners want you to lead the dance, right? Mm -hmm. So I think maybe and some – so there are some comic book creators that, uh, you know, they love to jam. They would sit together and talk about – the artist and the writer would sit and talk for hours and hours and hours until they figure out the storyline. So some mm-hmm. people love that, and some people are like me and Kajo. It's like I write it, he draws it, and then after it gets done, we he would, out of the blue, he'd suddenly say, "Budge cool, seguro kung gawin natin to," and then I take note of it. And sometimes it ends up in the next issue. Sometimes it ends up five issues later. But at least I know what he wants to draw. At least I know what you know. He's excited to. He wants to draw this scene, so you know I'll put it in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really varies from collaborator to collaborator, and then it gets more complex if you're working with a team,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? In in a, in your Marvel DC type environment, some people work with a different colorist, letterer, inker, penciler, writer. Mm-hmm. So. Um, even then you need to know how to, to, to communicate and talk to each other so that you come up with a really fantastic product. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people love, you know, meeting every day. Let's talk every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And some are just, okay, you know, leave me alone. Let me do this. And then I'll give you finished stuff. And then let's talk, you know. So you need to figure out how you work together best. And it will be different from team to team, is what I have to say.
0: Cool. Out of the the Trese characters, apart from uh, the main ones, the Kambal and Trese, which one is your favorite? uh, Villain or uh, other characters?
1: I think my new favorite is Jimmy. Jimmy Trese. So we introduced him in book three, and we said he has a brother who is a thief. And finally, we introduced him in book seven, and it was just so much fun writing Jimmy. Um, and I guess just to, uh, for the first time, what I did in the Tres book was I wrote it from a character's point of view. Mm. So if take a look at all of the other treasure books, it's always like a third person narrator, uh, thought you know, uh, the one that's the point of view of the captions of the book. But in this case, I guess since the structure of book seven are individual stories, I wanted to find a way to make Jimmy's story really different from everyone else, and I just started to, excuse me, I just started to write him. As made him the narrator of his own story. And it was one of those things where uh, I think it's it's the last story we wrote for Book 7. So if you take a look at Book 7, it actually has two Uh semi-old stories, Mm -hmm. uh, which meaning it got printed before. And the new story is the one with Father Matthias Trese and the one with Jimmy Trese. So Jimmy Trese is the last story we wrote and Around the time I was writing it, I think I didn't have much time to, to to really work on it. So, what I did was, I usually I give Kajo a full script.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A, you know, page, panel, dialogue, description, you know, breakdown. Okay.
0: Does he follow it? Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry? Does he follow it? Uh, uh... <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> which is,
1: which is yeah. a good thing. It's yeah. a good thing. Uh huh. Um, so with Jimmy we wrote it Marvel style so I just had page one
2: mm-hmm.
1: Jimmy breaks into the museum page two he's inside the museum no oh. <laughs> uh, oh, Okay. details inside um, uh, and, if there's a, and if there's dialogue it's like Jimmy and uh, police detective in hotel lobby Dialogue, 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 oh, okay. and then it's up to Kajo to break that down into panels.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, so I actually get essentially I'm looking at the story, like I was the reader. Mm-hmm. You know, the pages to me are all brand new, mm-hmm. and then I get to put in the the dialogue. So I had oh. fun writing Jimmy, uh, and I like him because I, I, as I told Kajo, I finally get to. <clears throat> Write my own uh, ninja character, um, so you know I'm. Uh, as a kid, I was a big fan of ninjas, mm-hmm. uh, so that's why my favorite character as a kid was Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow from GI Joe.
0: Oh, okay, uh,
1: and uh, I was a big fan. Uh, again, I, I don't know if I should qualify this. I I am a big fan of of Lupin the Third, which everyone else knows as Lupin. The third, uh, but I can't really say I'm a big fan because I only have one VHS tape of of Lupin, <laughs> <laughs> so I've never watched the series. So I don't know if that disqualifies me as a fan. But as a kid, that was one of the VHS tapes we would watch over and over again. So I fell in love with this idea of a gent of you know a gentleman thief who's like a uh, ah. like a James Bond spy character who travels around the world stealing stuff right so in effect it's like you know getting snake eyes and lupan and mashing them up with a bit of gambit and a wow. bit of james bond <laughs> and wow. a bit of palos <laughs> and that's and that's
0: jim wow i'm uh, ako dun sa, no, dun sa how, how as a as a comics writer and uh, creator myself parang, it's uh it's really interesting and it's really na na it's really fun and uh it's fascinating to hear uh, uh other um, creators uh, go through uh, share their process and how to how they come up with characters, de right? And uh, it's a complicated process that's that's very hard to ano eh, to explain talaga. And uh, even though you're not uh parang telling us uh, parang step by step procedures, ba? Parang if you process what you just said, parang ah so ganun, pala, ganun pala, ba? And it's uh it's a uh, very parang th- this is uh this uh, kind of uh conversation is is what I chase after in uh, when I created this podcast. So uh so I'm really
2: thrilled. <laughs>
0: so uh, one one of the Can,
1: hang on Yes Sarah, what do you need? <clears throat> Hi, or Sarah. You, you want to change? Hey guys, you guys say want... hi to Sarah You wanna mm. come here first? Okay. Is
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Hang on. He wanted to. He's now watching his favorite YouTube channel. Which one? And is uh, <laughs> Ryan's. Oh. Ryan's world. Okay. <laughs> Ryan's
0: toy review.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, uh, I... to... yeah. But anyway, okay, we're fine. Sorry,
0: sorry. <laughs> and that's all right. That's all right. Um, one of the one of the moments na nasha ako din sa sa tres eh, was when when uh biglang dumobasyan ni eh, si Imelda si damadam the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> parang na ako eh talaga literally whoa <laughs> na paganda eh. so I I don't think what book was that. Is that six? Of, uh,
1: five, I think. Five? Uh, yes, book five. Book five. Check book five. With I'm gonna tribute. have to
0: brush up on uh on no on my tres. Eh. Dapat pala nag nagbasamu na ako no? Madina man ako eh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that
2: was uh,
1: that was fun because at around I don't know why I thought she needed to meet her arc I mean her arc nemesis her nemesis at that time uh, when that book started I knew it was going to be my tribute to Captain Barbell uh, and that you know it was in the same way we showed you know what is the dark twist to Darna in book 1 I wanted book 5 to be what is the dark twist to to Captain Barbell right and it was um, a cliffhanger
0: diva. When 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 she showed up, was that am I correct? It was a cliffhanger, parang. I think. Um,
1: yes. she she appeared towards the end of the book, so mm-hmm. she played she played a bigger role in book six.
2: You so, know.
1: but still, yeah, it was like she came out, to we go halfway through the book, and still, you know, she she messed up. You know, she found a way to mess up Tres' uh investigation. Nice. Uh But yeah, I was thinking, and again, originally the grand plan was that she would have her own kingpin. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, getting, you know, influences from my favorites, mm-hmm. Batman has Joker, Daredevil has Kingpin, Trese needs to have a kingpin, oh. you know, uh, an arch-nemesis to fight as well. And, and, and in my head, and I've never actually got to write it, if you look at the blurb at the back of book one, it would describe, you know, uh, uh you know welcome to Metro Manila where the kingpins of, of crime are capre or capre are the kingpins of crime, right? Mm-hmm. So in my head I was I am eventually going to write a crime lord who is a capre, which I still haven't done. So maybe mm-hmm. he'll pop up soon. So in my head it's like Trece will be fighting, you know, physically, literally and figuratively a kingpin of mm-hmm. crime. But it was um, uh, around the time I was writing book five, uh, me and my friends went on Carlos Seldran's Imeldific tour.
2: tour. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Um, so it's the tour where he walks you around, uh, you know, different uh, parts or buildings that was, you know, uh, uh, that Imelda had built. Um, and he would tell, and he told stories about mm. about de Marcos, and it was just fascinating for me to hear uh, the stories where you know she supposedly influenced how influential she was in terms of local politics as well as foreign politics, no right? So it, it so to the point that it made you. That you know, did she have some magical power? <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. You know, was
1: she that charming and, and so good a speaker that she could convince world leaders to, to follow what she's saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other big influence was Yvette Tan's The Bridge. So, Yvette Tan has a compilation of horror stories called Waking, <clears throat> waking the Dead, and in one of the stories, it's called The Bridge, and it's all about San Juanico Bridge.
2: Oh, and as I you may say, be Imelda. familiar
1: mm-hmm. with the urban legend of San Onigo Bridge, is that supposed to be to make sure the foundations of the bridge are strong. That mm-hmm. supposedly children were sacrificed at the foot of the bridge. Right? Yeah. And Of course, San Onigo was again another Emelda uh, part. So again, all of those you know ideas just came into the mix, and and thus the Madame was created oh. uh, for the
0: and well, in uh, in real life, then uh, email is uh, quite an enigma- enigmatic uh, character, then talaga, diba? So, parang, wow, it's a it's a great fit. <laughs> it's a great fit for uh, for Trece. and uh, and uh, based on uh, what you what you're doing in uh, putting uh, pop culture, the modern a modern twist to mythology, it, it was really parang wow. That's uh, this is uh, this is genius. So that's what uh, the ano uh, that. that that's why I was uh, blown away when I saw it. <laughs> so yun. Um, pa ako isang tanong. Ano ba yun? Nalimutan ko. <laughs> uh, again, thanks to uh, the the people of feeding the mga nagpupuyat hanggang umaga. Yes. Um, I was. uh Okay, okay, okay. There's uh, a no. Hang- hang- hanggang hang kung hang yung tatanong hang later. Uh, um... Of course, uh, last year or a couple of years ago, the news about Netflix. Let's let's talk about that. I'm sure, uh, myself included, uh, we are all excited. The Philippine the Filipino geekdom is excited to uh, to see Trese the 13 series in Netflix. Can you can you give us an update?
1: Gonna... Um, and
0: also, and also, uh, I don't know how it uh, how it uh, happened.
1: Oh, how it happened! Yeah. <clears throat> um. So yeah, I can't. Uh, obviously, I can't tell you anything that isn't officially announced by Netflix. <laughs> oh, <Okay>, yes. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll have to wait for that. Um, but yeah, I have. I mean, um, so I have met with the, the team uh, once uh, over over Skype.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then I've been, uh, I, I've, I've had meetings with our producer. I'm sorry, which on the team? Food, uh, which team uh, was it? So, the, so yeah, so the creative, the production team of, of Trese is called Base Entertainment. Okay. Uh, Base Entertainment is an Indonesian-owned company. And okay. one of their producers or their, uh, one of their chief uh, creative officers is uh, Filipina. So Tanya Yuson. Um, uh, So Tanya, I met, um, when was that, maybe six, seven years ago, or maybe longer. Uh, She had uh, worked in studios in Los Angeles, so she's had uh, experience working for Disney and Warner Brothers. She was part of the team that worked on Smallville, the TV show. Um And at that time she had it was around six, seven years ago she came home to, to the Philippines. And so she thought of uh, wanting to find local stories that could then be pitched for international uh, an international audience. Uh, so back then it was more about trying to look for what can be turned into a movie. Okay. Uh, so originally she was meeting with you know new writers and and scriptwriters, but thankfully somebody recommended that she read 13.
2: Okay. Um,
1: so she was able to get <laughs> she was able to get a copy. Yes, thankfully uh, of book three. Uh, and we and because of that I got uh, you know through a friend of a friend. I got uh, a, a, an email from her, and we met up, and that's where we started to to think of how, you know, what steps do we need to take to to pitch Tresse to a movie company. Okay. Um, she eventually partnered up again with the Indonesian company Shanti Harmain. Shanti were you? Harman, I'm sorry, sorry.
0: Were, were you aware that this is happening? that they yeah, were you well, aware that they were looking at the uh, uh, uh that this was uh happening back then
1: yeah uh, so after she read dress and she quickly contacted me already ah, okay so she, we already so we met you know soon after she read the book we we met up and uh and yeah so i mean we were even um uh we were providing her with artwork that they could use to pitch uh, for you know, for to 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 studios, the production companies. Okay. Um, so you know, it, it wasn't just a matter of giving them the comic book. Kajo actually came up with new artwork just to be able to show to the companies. You know, this is what press is all about. Um, oh. So she, uh, so her partner is is Shanti Harmain, who is an Indonesian movie TV show producer. Mm-hmm. um and they were the ones that have been shopping Trece around all of these years so uh for the longest time we, would, uh, we have been trying to pitch Trese as either a live-action TV show or a live-action movie but for some reason or another it never pushed through
2: mm.
1: when was so when it, was
0: it, when did you start uh, entertaining the idea of uh having a uh, a Trece live-action movie or series?
1: I think as far back as uh, maybe 2007 okay. when the first Trece book came out, I think one of the local studios already contacted us.
0: Mm. And how did it go? <laughs> Can you tell which one? No. <laughs> how did it go na lang? <laughs>
1: Because they asked for, they asked for two things What? they uh, number one thing was they have complete creative control over the movie
0: no way no way oh <laughs>
1: and number two number two they wanted to give Tresse a love interest
0: oh did you hear that guys uh please react to that please react to that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what would what do you think would be the reaction of the of the people watching right now uh, if you did that? I mean this
1: is this is far back <laughs> as far back as book one. meaning I had not yet written the Maliksi as dark maverick, you know so there was not even a hint of uh, a love interest of any matter. there was nothing to ship uh-huh. with, you know it, uh, back then and they have creative control. oh my God ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean it is typical it is it, it to be fair it is standard it is a standard wording in these movie contracts right uh, yeah yeah so uh, but yeah it was just something that it, you know uh, hearing the stories from image comics it's uh, it, it just didn't sit well with me but actually that was one of the reasons why I held on to I wanted to finish, book two and three before I started to um, entertain or started to talk to studios again mm-hmm. because I wanted to make sure that the, that the origin of Trese and essentially like the, the, that the establishing the Trece universe was complete, if you look at it, between book one to three. Firmly mm-hmm. establishes what is Trese all about, where did she come from, and what is her family all about. So once I had book three done, then I was I felt more comfortable, uh, in like you know sharing this world with uh, with other people who would want to uh, create it. Um, so so yeah, so Tanya and Shanti uh, started to work with me in Kajo in pitching it, uh, and the 13 has actually ended up in the hands of some very. Popular directors in Hollywood, and of course I can't talk about it because uh-huh, uh-huh. the deal didn't push through. Uh, oh, right. So I can say, "Oh yeah, that guy red dress and that guy red dressy," oh. but obviously, it, mm-hmm. obviously, it didn't. Nothing happened, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so the funny thing was on the year, was that uh, uh, two years ago, right, 2017 the funny thing was I think uh, at the beginning of that particular year Trese got rejected again by a studio mm-hmm. but that was also around the same time Netflix anime division said opened up
2: mm-hmm.
1: and said we are looking for we want to produce anime from other parts of the world
0: how do you feel about the term anime being uh, connected to to uh, 13.
1: it's well i think at the end of the day it's trese the animated series and if uh it's it's a marketing term that mm-hmm. makes it easy for people to understand it's anime you know okay. it's uh, done in a certain style right so I see. um do we have concept so arts
0: already or not yet yes
1: are, are they yes, out? And looked...
0: no oh, okay oh <laughs> uh, so uh, I wanted to ask uh, Kanina how what uh, uh, how did it feel when uh, you were getting the these rejections
1: sorry when we were
0: when you were getting the rejections from the studios uh,
1: yeah it felt like um, uh, obviously I mean part of me was always hoping that this year was going to be the big year when we would get you know Yay, we get produced, you know. <clears throat> um, interestingly enough, uh, and I think I've written about this in one of the afterwards of Dresay, mm-hmm. every time I tell Kajo na parang oh na reject the he he would be the one that would say, Oh okay lang, lang natin yung comics. Mm-hmm. And you know, that for me is what I can hold on to. But yeah, you're right. Kajo is right. We have no control over what studios will like, what the Mm -hmm. producers will like, what the directors will like. Mm -hmm. But whatever happens, we have complete control over our comic book. And, you know, what happens in the comic book is up to me and Kajo and, you know, coming up with new stories is completely up to us. Um, Trying to depend on, like, Thinking, uh, you know, na yung you know, we're going to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, 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 um, it's nice to have if mm-hmm. it happens,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but I think yeah, the the more important thing is that we focus on what do we have control over, and that's the stories we tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was great. So it was you the day I found out that Netflix approved the the series. Yeah. I, mean, you know, I was in I am you know I was in Denmark at the time Kaja was already in Davao and Tanya I think I don't know if she was in LA or Indonesia mm-hmm. when she found out the, the good news so it was you know parang you, if it was a Hollywood movie we'd all mm-hmm. be like in the same room and we were all yeah alright <laughs> pero wala parang no, news parang, we were like <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, we, was... we we did that for you guys. We did get ga- <laughs> we did that for you guys. We were jumping. I was jumping. But uh, <laughs> pero ano pero I had the uh, the indie comics uh man, uh indie comics ano nga pa? IKP indie comics Philippines yes, huh? yes, yes. Uh, indie comics podcast yes. guys here and uh, yeah. we were really happy. the I think every yes. one of us were really thrilled to hear that news. And uh, well, I think I. And uh, well, for the longest time, you had been our 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 best bet to uh, break through Hollywood and the uh, Netflix mga ganyan, and and uh, it finally happened. And um, so you uh, you you guys are gonna be the template for for the rest of us to follow.
1: <laughs> I think. Uh, well, thank you, thank you. Okay, there you go. now we have light. <laughs> It, uh I mean, I, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we, again, I think it was a matter of persistence and luck, that, mm-hmm. uh, again, right place, right time, having the right material ready, um, and I have to, you know, I have to just say, you know, a big thank you again to Tanya and Shanti, because they're the ones that actually had to fly all the way to make the pitch every single time. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Me and Tadjo provide artwork and write-ups, but they're the ones who did the hard work of, of pitching it. Really? Uh, so it's really great that they were able to also get Jay Oliva. So Jay Oliva is a Filipino based in L.A. And of course, for some of you who Googled him, you know that he's the director of a lot of the DC animated movies. Um, and he's also the favorite storyboard artist of Zack Snyder.
2: No. Okay.
1: Uh, so, uh, to a lot of people who didn't like the scene where uh, Superman and Zod were crashing through the buildings mm-hmm. uh, in Man of Steel, that's, that's his idea.
2: No. <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
1: so, he, he was actually the guy that showed Zack Snyder, and he said, You know what we haven't seen in a Superman movie? It's a scene like this, and then he showed Zack Snyder, uh, Dragon Ball Z.
2: Oh!
1: He showed him the fight scenes in Dragon Ball Z, and said, "We've never seen anything like this in a Superman movie."
2: You mean and to that say that
1: became the inspiration? Zach, you mean to say
0: Zack Snyder never seen Dragon Ball Z?
1: Or maybe he never thought of Dragon Ball Z as a oh, inspiration I, yeah. for fight scenes, specifically?
0: I see. I see. I see. <laughs>
1: Right, right. Um, so it was really—I mean, it's great that you know he's—and uh, you know—and and, and Jay also has had uh, experience working on like the Spider-Man cartoons and um, and and actually at the start of the project. And again, it was just sayang yung timing namin hindi is that um, he actually flew to Manila. Who? at the start of the project? Yes, so they were on a secret mission. So it was never announced But he was in Manila for a week or two weeks, I think. Who's this? I don't know, not Zach Snyder, Jay, oh. Jay Oliva. Oh, okay,
0: okay, okay, okay.
1: So, okay. Our, so Jay Oliva is our showrunner, executive producer, director of the show. Um, oh. So they, were, uh, they came to Manila... Uh, uh, yeah so they got to meet up with Kajo mm-hmm. and um, Tanya and Shanti put together a writing team so uh, the scripts are actually written by uh, two also you know two Filipino uh, script writers uh, who've actually done some pretty great movies already that you guys have probably seen
2: oh. but we can't talk
1: about them we can't talk about them yet more um,
0: mysteries so,
1: yeah, so they spent, uh, and one of the fun things that Jay and his art director had to do uh, was they had to uh, commute around Metro Manila. Oh,
2: <laughs> talaga? Yes. <laughs>
1: yes so they rode the mrt so they uh, so they now have a good you know i mean but jay has been back in manila like you know past couple of years but i see again so they scouted the
0: for, i see they scouted the the feel of the of the city okay okay i wonder i wonder what uh, what were the places that were part of the I- nung
2: uh,
1: they, yeah. Uh, definitely Manila, uh, uh, of course uh, you know Chiapo uh, 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 what do you call this Malate area which is supposedly where the Diabolical, Diabolical is mm. uh, uh, we call this Kiapo Church in Trebrost, uh, the Malate area and then uh, okay. uh, yeah and around that time was when Poblacion started to you know uh, ah, become okay. what it is because, now so mm-hmm. they you know took a walk around Poblacion and they went to some of the bars there uh, but yeah, I think they had a good. I took a lot of pictures. You <laughs> they went to Bidondo. Mm-hmm. so yeah, took a lot of photos and references. And they spent a uh, a whole day with Kajo, where Kajo just talked about the designs of the characters, uh, mm-hmm. and that's what they took home. And that's what that became the source material for creating the look of the animated series. I see. So how much
0: are you uh, involved, you you yourself? And Kajo, how much uh, is your involvement in the Netflix uh, project?
1: Yeah, so uh, me and Kajo serve more as consultants, so we don't get to talk to them on a regular basis. So we only get to see, uh, well, I get to see stuff because I get to meet up with them face-to-face, and again, that's part of uh, the deal. <laughs> no, way. Uh, it's for of course secrecy and confidentiality.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: hard to just email stuff around; it might leak. Um, oh. so
2: Okay. No
1: so yeah, so every so uh, every time I get to meet up with Tanya, that's when I get to see progress on the work. Um, so yeah, and they have done. Uh, I read the scripts. Is the, what I can. It's the little that I can say. I read the scripts, and they're great. So I think even if you are an, uh, an old-time reader, that you will be surprised at uh, how they were able to understand. the story. And Have to, they? And how they able to refresh the story. For that, for that. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you know, it's not like you read the book. You already know how it's going to end. So mm-hmm. it's going to oh, be, okay. I see, gonna be I fun. See.
0: Uh, have they uh, finished any um any number of episodes already?
1: I think I'm not sure. I do know production has started, meaning animation has started. So Aww. the next time I come home, I'll have something more to tell. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> you hear that, guys? Uh, we can be, uh, we can hardly wait for that, and. Uh, well, what what I said when uh, when uh, I was talking to uh, the IKP uh, guys, parang this uh this uh news about Trese uh, in Netflix, parang parang uh parang rejuvenated the spark and a lot of uh, the comics, uh, especially comics creators, right? Uh, this is not uh, a novel that uh, that is uh, anyway comics yung pinanggalingan na uh, source material and it is a uh, comics that is uh, created in our in their lifetimes uh, Kubaga inabutan nila yung simula diba? unlike unlike let's say darna parang uh, a lot of the young creators are not alive yeah, yet diba? Diba? so <clears throat> right now this is uh, parang this is something that they could they grew up with and uh, parang nakita na yung simula from the Ashcan copies and uh, until now. And, and uh, it's uh, to me, it's really inspiring. And uh, I'd be honest myself, uh, yun yung ano, eh, when I was uh, kasi I stopped doing comics uh, for a long time already, pero um, yung yung, uh, when I was doing comics, parang yun yung, parang ultimate goal. I want to see my creation in the big screen in the highest with the highest level of production and the highest kumbaga, sa Hollywood and uh, all what's uh, kumbaga, I'm sure that's uh, that's the grandest vision anyone could have for their stories and uh, yeah. creations diba Un- yeah. unless they come up with a new technology no, that would top it <laughs> yon and uh and uh, you are kumpara parang you full feature movie iba pa naman yung animated diba ba pero kubuga pa at least kanting kanting yeah. na lang de ba?
1: <laughs> Kasi you'll never yeah, know I mean, we, we also we also thought that that's uh, obviously that was the big goal for us mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I think you know definitely uh, I think through anime then it would be the best way to show Especially our, yeah, all of our mythical creatures and all of the, the, the monsters that we, you know, showed in Prese. It might, it'll be easier to depict and more dramatic to depict it in, in anime. So, uh, but yes, so, you know, maybe, maybe you know, it would be great to yeah, just focus first on the show. And maybe if it does well, that becomes a reason to do the live action
0: who would you uh, envision <laughs> would you would, would you rather a, a Filipino act, actress do the part or somebody somebody else <laughs> for
1: the live action one
0: uh, if if you're gonna if you're gonna let's say a uh, a high level Hollywood production would uh, do a 13 movie would you prefer would you if you have the power would you insist to have a, a Filipino actor or the yeah, main
1: road? I think, um I think, yeah, as much as possible. I mean, I think it would be. I, I would still want that. I mean, I would still want to find a way that you, you, that the viewer will know what are the roots of, of this comic book. You know, if it's made for an international audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, there is a big debate around, of course, the. Uh, what do you call this, Uh, the Constantine movie uh, with Keanu Reeves, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, to the comic book fan, it should have been a British actor. It should have been set in London. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, that's why, you know, you have this camp that doesn't like the Keanu Reeves movie. Uh But at the same time, the funny thing is to people who've never read uh, Hellblazer, for them, Constantine... Was a great introduction to the comic book, mm. uh, so I don't know. So I, so you know, I, uh, and of course there was that whole controversy with S- Scarlett Johansson coming out as Major, as the Major in Ghost yeah. in the Shell, mm-hmm. and you know, er, you know, so, um, so yeah, I, I don't. I mean, the first time I saw Constantine, I said you didn't have to call it Constantine. You could have come up with a completely new character you know, an American, you know, uh, mage, and you would still be fine. No. Uh, that was my point of view back then. But, you know, I love, I love the story of, of the movie. But, so, yeah, so as much as possible, if, if it is, uh, you know, uh, adapted for a wider audience, then as much as possible, it would be great to show that it is, uh, uh, you know, it is all about Philippine, that it's rooted in Philippine uh, myth and folklore. With the actors, for that matter.
0: Wow, I could just imagine the the let's say they create a, a Star Wars level CGI. Yeah. And uh, we, we see the Tikbalang, diba? And the and the and the and the and the, <laughs> and the manananggal, That would be uh, that would be such a thrill, diba? A flo- uh, a swarm of a uh, manananggal flying in the night, Parang, ah, With ba? yes.
1: <laughs> <Diba>? <laughs> Someday. Someday,
0: someday. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yep. Um, um uh out Are there any other questions? Uh, um, okay, um wait uh a question. Uh na, I was thinking of uh of uh something to ask you for this episode. So uh this uh this uh, whole uh, COVID nineteen thing does this inspire you to write <laughs> to write a uh, fiction or ganyan or, ganyan. or if you're gonna write how you would you be able to write? I don't know <laughs> write a story because of this it's,
1: I think there was a uh, I will indirectly answer that question um, okay. <clears throat> when I might I might be mixing up my current my not my current events I might be mixing up my my history but um, when book three of Trese came out I think it was around the same time the Maguindanao massacre happened okay um, and I have a we, I have a weird feeling it happened definitely it happened before mm-hmm. but I think the book only got distributed much after so there were people who were actually Asking me, did I get inspired by the Magimdinau massacre to write the massacre that happened in, in book three? Mm-hmm. And of course, the answer is no. Um, a lot of the Treses stories, uh, I can pinpoint several Treses stories that were definitely inspired by stuff I read in the newspaper. Okay. Um, so, uh, uh, I guess eventually it will come into play. Uh, mm-hmm. The last thing I want to do now is to write a story about you yeah. know a pandemic. know <laughs> <laughs> uh, thinking because about it that like question it, again, <laughs> yeah,
0: excuse
1: me. I mean looking at my you know, looking at our geek comic book feed, that's what everyone is saying. It feels like we are now living in the comic book pages, you know, yeah, it, exactly. It, it just it just feels so. Unnatural that these are the things you only see in Hollywood movies and in comic books, but it's happening. Yeah, it's
2: like... um,
1: but I think yeah, most. De- I mean, right now it, you can't help it. You can. It's it's so great to see this outpouring of artwork and stories and poems and memes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, creativity. You know, people creativity. Just have to express themselves. They are you know we are afraid. We are unsure. We are. You know, we, 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 we're getting depressed uh, because of what's happening. And we do have to express ourselves somehow. And some people yeah. uh, amazingly, thankfully, express it through the arts. Um, so some of them are doing it now. So it's so great mm-hmm. to see your favorite singer and rock band suddenly do live gigs mm-hmm. and concerts and just broadcast it live, right? Yeah. So, you know, every, it's so nice to see everyone just trying to help out each other during this time. So for me, I'm sure it will come up somewhere. Oh, uh, sometime. It might not be a Tres' story, but somehow I think, you know, this experience of what's happening to us now, we have to tell it. Mm-hmm. We, you know, uh, as uh, as storytellers, yes. we cannot help it. And oh, we will nice. find a way. Sometime, some people just, you know, they just want to react to things now mm-hmm. and, you know, switch on their webcam and sing a song and make a poem and whatever. Mm-hmm. And some people, that idea will just gestate and fall and end up in the compost heap of their ideas. And years from now, it will come up and that's the story they need to tell. Oh, um, so, so, yes, so maybe someday it will be told.
0: <laughs> oh I know. Uh, anyway. <laughs> That's uh, we'll all see what's gonna happen. Uh, let's look for other you know, other other uh, questions. Uh, so
1: So Gerald, I've, I just have to so yeah, maybe we can do a couple of more questions and related to the uh, lockdown situation uh, na yung mga dito and i have to do groceries
0: oh <laughs> okay so two more questions <laughs>
2: so, okay that's okay, uh, a
0: couple more questions um and then okay uh, we are almost
1: uh at uh, two hours sa
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, how, how much uh groceries are you allowed to buy there
1: ah no there's no so thankfully we're in this part of the country where uh there's ano naman, uh as we're we're uh, good stocks. I mean, we've got enough supplies, oh, hey,
2: so that's good at to least hear. they
1: haven't. Uh, that that happened on the first weekend of the shutdown. So now people are more, uh, you know, they, they know not to hoard. Thankfully.
0: Oh hey, I see. Um, I had uh, one more question. Siguro is uh, um, you had been collaborating with uh, other writers and artists. Over, over the years right since uh, and uh, i i'd assume that uh, a lot of uh, artists would love to collaborate with you but then you are parang with Sky World and the uh, other parang mga stress spin-offs you've been collaborating with uh, artists left and right and so um w- what made you uh choose to uh, to do that
1: ah the, the new spin-off stuff mm-hmm. of trece mm-hmm. I- and also, uh, parang,
0: uh, parang working yeah. with other artists with the, in their own creations, right? Outside. Oh, it, uh,
1: it's as simple as uh, them saying, do you, do you want to build a snowman? It's just them saying, do you want to tell a story? Oh,
2: you know, nice. I've got
1: this story. Do you want to work together? Um, Skyworld, of course, was because uh, me, Mervin, and Ian worked in the same company. Oh, and... Okay. Uh, because uh, you know, because I was telling them about, oh, you know, it's, it's Comic Con. Do you want to go? Do you want to check it out? Uh, yeah, they, uh, Mervin and Ian started Skyworld, and then uh, you know, following that thread, when Ian ended up in another ad agency, one of his office mates, who at the time he was a copywriter, he saw his copywriter making a drawing, and that copywriter is Paolo Fabregas, and Ian said you should make your own comics. And, uh, and you know, and because of that conversation, that's what got Paolo Fabregas uh, came up with the idea for the Filipino Heroes League. So, and then uh, through Ian, I met Paolo. And then, yeah, I mean, it, we, I ended up, uh, you know, becoming like a sounding board for Paolo on the first book of Filipino Heroes League and, you know, gave my, helped him along or gave my comments However helpful they were, Um, so I mean, so you know, it's really more of like friends uh, or getting introduced to other fellow creators that want to create something. Um, And then, as far as the the new batch of Tresse stuff is concerned, um, yeah, there were just other stories that I wanted to tell, and I started to see that there is a specific storyline that I want to tell as far as the trece books are concerned.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But that there are, um, now that I've also introduced the brothers, that I also want them to have the spotlight you know, in their own solo stories. <clears throat> and I thought it would be great to collaborate with uh, my old collaborators. Uh, and that's how I got you know, uh, Bo and JB and David uh, to, to collaborate with me on these storylines. Uh, so yeah it's just really a matter of like wanting to tell more stories about uh, these characters and and finding people who are excited to tell stories as well
0: well to, to me it's uh it's also parang since uh, tres is uh, arguably the most popular series comic book series in the philippines right? <laughs> diba and uh it's uh good vibes and with with uh, other creators and uh Deba it's uh, creating a community and parang i don't know parang it's uh it it seems like uh mayrong yung mga quality works are are coming together and uh, people get to see it and discover new artists then through 13 and uh, oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> the, uh,
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's the. I mean, uh, of course, it's uh, the, the, that's. I mean, you know, the, that's a great uh, output of it. Um, so it, that people also find uh, start to discover, you know, the works of these other writers and artists. I mean, yeah. funnily enough, there were. I think I probably I I can definitely remember. A couple of people who said they first read Trese, for example, in Skyworld, and that's what oh. made them look for Trese. Or other people actually said they first read about Trese in Agents of Ambush,
2: mm. because
1: uh, I remember Andrew yes yeah. had Trese guest star in mm-hmm. some of the missions, and mm-hmm. you know they read about her there, and eventually they you know you know discovered that that she had her own series. So it's it's, uh, it's fun to, to do these crossovers and and just you know be able to reach out to the different readers uh, out there okay
0: okay so um, I'm gonna <laughs> let you go so go the last question would be know um, uh, to those uh, creators who are dreaming to uh, to follow your steps and uh, I mean achieve success in uh, in comics, because it's very hard to, to uh, at least that is the prevalent idea that uh, that we have and that's what we always hear, even from uh, from uh, older uh, creators, de right? it, it is always hard, but well, that's uh, not without saying that uh, any profession is, uh, you need to. To uh, exert a lot of effort, but uh, yeah. what what would what would you be able what would you say to these new creators who are inspired by your works?
1: Um, I guess yeah, just uh, have fun uh, with what you're doing. Um, I think the the goal as uh, yeah, have fun with what you're doing. Uh, learn how to collaborate if you are collaborating with uh, you know a team or a partner. Uh, um, it, it's it. I am always amazed at the people who can write and draw their own stuff. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, then they don't have a problem of collaborating. Um, and I think focus. I mean, the 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 important thing for me to focus on, even though there are these, you know, there are these big goals for us. You know, we obviously it's it's um, not enough. To to say, I think when we started Tressi, I think we were happy to say, it's fine that we are reaching, you know, 30 people with our ashcan, and we're happy with the 30 people mm. who read us, right? Um, so I think, but more than the 30 people, or the 300 people, or the 3,000 people, or more, I think the more important thing is that uh, you and your collaborator are happy with the work that you do, and that you do it that you do it at a regular pace. I think that would be, if there's anything I wish I can go back to, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. it would
1: be the first two years of Trece when me and Kajo were regularly churning out Trece.
2: Um,
1: it's been so hard to get back to that rhythm of mm-hmm. things, uh, uh, especially with you know the situation uh, now uh but it is possible. I mean, it is possible to get into a rhythm of of creating the work and producing the work and uh, and again, you know, it's so great that now there's you have the internet as a place to uh, share your work versus twenty years ago when it felt like you needed a publisher right? yeah, there are so many avenues now uh, the format is different, of course, but you, have things like webtoons, uh, which is now offering, which is if you do it right, you actually get financially compensated if you're on webtoons, mm. um, so mm. which is a platform that didn't exist a couple of years ago. So, you know, when we started Trese, we just uploaded it on a blog for free. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, is the, is I it think still up? Is it the still the blog up?
1: is still up but my photo bucket account died on oh, me so if okay. you go there now it's a uh, uh, blank page i mean if you go to the blogs from 2005 i think all the images are dead.
2: but uh, uh, okay but that's
1: how we that's how we did it before we
2: mm-hmm.
1: we just thought we were just so happy when we finished the story we said let's give it away <laughs> oh. <laughs> let's share it with us as much as we were possible so so there you know fin- focus on the work, finish the story um, and if you can get into a rhythm of writing and drawing and finishing work uh, and not think that uh, and for me for me and it could be different for anyone else for me I thought I needed to perfect the story and that's why for the longest time I never finished my works. During the earlier days,
2: because mm-hmm. I kept
1: revising and revising the story, thinking that this story needs to be perfect.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, give it's, I'm happy that we, me and Kajo, we gave ourselves a deadline, <clears throat> and thanks to that deadline, we were able to produce uh, the work. So, so yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. and, and as a side and, mm-hmm. you know, the cherry on top, the side effect of all of this is, yes, maybe you'll get picked up by a publisher. Yes, maybe you'll get picked up by an international publisher. And, yes, maybe you get picked up by Netflix.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: the more important thing is that you, you put your energy and love with the work that you do and everything else will fool. Uh It may take time. some people, you know, get it. I I am always envious of these creators who kaka-announce pa lang nila nung project as in hindi pa na pa-publish yung comics sa states. Mm-hmm. Like, Robert Kirkman announces new comic book picked up by Cinemax. Alam mo pa oh, parang wow, ha, paano wow. nangyari <laughs> <Diba>? <laughs> Wala pa siyang sinusulat, binili na yung, yung kwento nila, di ba? But that is the output of, what, 10, 20 years of people knowing that you will deliver
2: yes, the work. yes.
1: And maybe that's the last bit. Um, uh, even if you are making this for yourself, you are still contributing to what is it? Is it whether it's your own company or another publishing company or another entertainment company, you are providing to them uh, something that will help them grow their business. So if they see you as a reliable creator that meets deadlines, then it just attracts all the right people to you.
0: Awesome! Ha, oh, pang gusto itanong I'm sure pa gusto itanong nung ano. Maybe we can uh, we can uh, schedule again if you ask budget hard enough. <laughs> we can do this again. Uh, um, but then uh, he needs to uh, get the groceries. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm yes, gonna see uh, you again soon, budget.
1: Yes, if that's yes, okay. Let's like, do this again when the new book comes out. Uh-huh. Uh, and then yeah, we'll, let's let's talk about that,
0: and we'll do a part two. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much, budget budget and ladies and gentlemen. Um, yon. <laughs> Take care. Um, thank you. Uh, all the best to you and your family and uh, and to everybody who's watching. Stay safe and uh, follow the things that uh, you need to follow to. Uh, Stay alive, <laughs> Paramaama Olitayo when uh budget returns here in the show yeah.
1: thanks Gerald and thanks to everyone who tuned in and everyone who's gonna tune in later yeah uh, yeah thanks again and I think it's great that you're doing this. It's great that there are uh you know shows like yours where people can discover uh you know brand new uh uh, what do you call this, you know, learn more about what they're passionate about, whether it's comics or cosplaying or uh, whatever, you know, all of the other guests that you bring in. So, yeah, yeah. thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Well, uh, ch- check out the page, the 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 Powerful Comics Man podcast Facebook page and YouTube channel. Uh, this week is an awesome week for the podcast. We have uh, Miko Sawayan tomorrow and also Alfred Ooh. Galvez. Uh, a um, 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 uh, muralist super na muralist nun, uh, and uh, Lord de Vera uh, will be <laughs> here on uh, on uh, Friday and Shao nice. Chua Shao Chua the historian uh, if you're interested in uh, history uh, one of the premier historians in the Philippines right now will be on Wednesday on Wednesday Thursday, pala, Thursday. so that's it oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much um, I hope to see you soon and uh, that's it. Powerful Comics Man Podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Gerald. Thank you. you. You can put the phone down now. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you.